this is Jerry Lanska with the Anointed Nachos Podcast. Thank you for listening. For today, I'm going to be talking about patience. As we continue our Fruit of the Spirit series, it's been going wonderfully so far. So much scripture is based on these fruits of the Spirit and how to activate them in our lives. It's important that we dig in as much as we can because these are all things that we need on a daily basis. Patience is one of those things that we all feel we could use a little bit more of. Patience in some translations means long-suffering. Not a word that sounds fun. Long-suffering. But that means to stand up under pressure, persecution, or trouble, and also to remain steadfast. You know, the Lord wants us to remain steadfast. And we were born to stand strong under pressure. We were. Just think of the disciples that were on a boat with Jesus when a storm came rushing against them and they thought they were going to drown. And Jesus just stood up and said the word peace to the storm and it stopped. But they had to go through the storm. Storms come. Jesus didn't say that we're never going to have any storms in life. But we were born for pressure. We were born to stand with the Lord's strength. Not in our own strength, but with the Lord's strength, we can endure, we can persevere, and we can make it through every challenge that comes against us. You know, many believers are trying to follow God's will without wanting their flesh to suffer. And that says a lot to the world. Being a Christian is okay as long as things are good. The world wants to see someone stand firm under pressure, though, so that they can see a difference in knowing what Jesus makes in our lives. The world will give attention to someone like that. So patience produces endurance, which means remaining firm without yielding to anger, resentment, or despair. Let's take a look in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. You know, this heavenly race is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And some Christians just feel justified when they've produced just a little bit of spiritual sweat. And then they think they can sit down, stop, throw in the towel. But... We have a race that God gave us. We have a whole life to live. And things will not just keep coming easily all the time. Sometimes it's a fight to get what is rightfully ours. You know, that's why the Lord gave us spiritual weapons of our warfare to fight with our faith for the things that God said that we can have. Let's take a look at Paul's hardships in the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Verses 23 through 28. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Now let's just take a break there. That's exactly what Jesus received when he was being crucified. Now, Jesus did receive a whole lot more 
than just 39 stripes with a cat of nine tails. He was beaten and bruised beyond recognition, the Bible says. But it's just interesting here that Paul was also whipped 39 times. Okay, jumping back into verse 25 now. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys, and I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Amazing things that Paul went through here. Amazing of how he was shipwrecked, not once, but three times. And just think about all the hardships that he had to deal with. He mentioned that he had to deal with believers, people that claimed that they were believers, but he said they really weren't. Religious people, people that go to church, do the right things, say the right things, but really hinder the gospel and try to stop him from preaching. And that can be the same thing today. It seems like religious people, you know, really are sometimes the ones that try to get in the way of God's movement on the earth and the Holy Spirit performing miracles on the earth. But for Paul here, all the hardships that he faced, isn't it amazing that he's still taking time for personal things, such as praying for all the people and all the churches that's on his heart? Because he could have just worried about his own life, just surviving. You know, that's one thing the devil really wants to do in our lives, to make us so caught up in our daily activities and in our schedules and causing issues that will keep our focus on and take us right out of the planning and amazing things that God wants for us, that he wants us to spend time on. He'll make us think about ourselves and just stay selfish with our own lives. But not Paul. All the things that he faced, it's a good example that no matter what came against him, he's still thinking and praying for the people that are on his heart that God put there. He's praying for the churches. Why is that? Because the burden on his heart is to serve and to be pleasing to the Lord, not just to himself. He knows that he was bought with a price. The word says that we were purchased with the precious blood of Christ. We are not owned by ourselves, but we belong to Christ. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 20, verse 24. It says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul says that none of these things move me, and neither did he count his life dear to himself. All who begin and finish the race will receive a crown of righteousness. None of these things move me. That should be your life slogan. Because there's going to be times where you think things are moving you or things are moving you out of the way or moving things that you need out of your way, closing doors that you need to open. But that's not the case. 
we live by faith. And that means a lot of times as things that we don't see with their natural eyes, we live believing that Christ is planning our lives and has the best steps ahead for us. It's only our faith that pleases the Lord. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Have you ever seen a little comic that's circulating around online with someone digging in a cavern and he's just about to break through into a cave, but he turns around and starts walking away thinking that there's nothing on the other side, that he kept digging and there's nothing there. But right on the other side, if he would have dug just a little further, it's a large cavern full of diamonds. You know, I often think about that because just a little bit more, God wants us to keep persevering, pushing through to receive the promises that he has for us. It's not always easy. Sometimes we're sweating. Sometimes we're working hard and staying up late. But the thing is, God is on our side and he knows what's best. He knows what's there for us. And when we work hard and, and live our lives for Christ, we'll receive those things, this verse says. So patience it's long-suffering, standing firm under pressure and persecution. It doesn't mean that we're just waiting in a line at a grocery store and there's two people ahead of us and, oh, we just can't stand still. I just can't wait to get through this line. We can settle down a little bit in a situation like that. That's not what this is talking about. That's not the patience that we're talking about. We're talking about persevering, sticking through it, holding fast. But here's the thing, holding on to the promises of God. It's not just blindly being patient, not knowing what the future holds. We know what the future holds. We know the things that God has for us. We know that he's a good and gracious God. We know that his mercies and his grace is sufficient for us and everlasting. So when we stand on his promises and push through and pray with fervency and wait on his promises with patience. We'll know. We know that we will receive the promises. We'll receive what God has for us. That's why it's incredibly important to learn how to wait and be patient even through pressure. But know what your hope is. Your hope is in the Lord. If you're not putting your hope in the Lord, then it's hard to be patient. It's hard to be waiting and pushing hard when there's pressure because you don't know what the outcome is. But when you put your trust in the Lord, you know that the outcome is going to be good because the word also says that every good and perfect gift is from the Lord and he works all things together for good for you, to those who trust in him. So when you're putting your faith in him, you'll endure, you will persevere. In John chapter 6, verse 57, it says, I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. So when we're being patient and waiting and pushing and believing, standing firm on the promises, standing firm on the scripture, that's the thing too. We need to have scripture verses. We need to be standing on something and speaking it and believing it and holding on to it while we're being patient. And Jesus is saying, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. 
So we need to live on the word of God. We need to live on the words of Jesus and hold fast onto those things that he said. In Luke chapter 21, verse 12, But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons, and you will stand trial before kings and governors, because you are my followers. Now, some of us may not actually endure like physical hardships like being thrown in prison, but sometimes spiritual things that we face and mental things are just as strong coming against us and really can wear us down. So when we're patient, we'll receive those promises from God. We don't want to become sluggish, but we will stand firm in our faith to inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promises. So Abraham obtained the promises that the Lord told him because he trusted in the Lord and patiently endured. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 through 15, it says, Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name, saying, I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Just like I finished saying, Abraham waited patiently on the Lord, and he received that promise. In Psalms chapter 40, verse 1, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. Notice that this verse doesn't say that he waited while complaining and grumbling. You see, there's a big difference in how you handle your situation, depending on if you're in faith or if you're not. You know, what, what you're speaking out of your mouth and your actions is going to show if you're living in faith. We need patience, and we need to understand that we can endure. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. So because of the Lord's strength in us, and because of his promises, the things that he said in his word, we need to understand now what he said we can have. Because if we're just struggling and working hard and trying to be patient, for something but not sure what that something is it's tough we need to dive into the scriptures we need to understand what god has for us what he wants for us what his will is what he said we can believe for what he said we can chase after him for like provision like healing like having concepts and ideas and insights come into our mind to give us creative thoughts to do the things we need to do in life, things that we can believe for and press into and pray and be patient, waiting on the Lord. So there's a few actions I have for you to do. Number one, check yourself if there are areas that you give up easy on and do not push through when things get tough. Make a decision that serving the Lord is worth it and you're going to live for him. Action number two, Make a list of the promises of God that you are believing for, such as healing and financial provision, relationships to be restored, even things for your kids. Pull that list out often and pray over those things, 
walking in faith and praising God for what he is about to do for you. Don't give up until you have your answers and miracles. Action number three is to pray. Ask that the Lord give you his strength to persevere through tough situations. He will guide your steps more clearly when you dedicate time to spend with him on a regular basis. Let's pray right now. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have designed us to live with patience. You want it producing in our lives. Everything doesn't come suddenly in our lives. Every time we need something, it just doesn't materialize out of thin air every time we need it. We have to believe you for it. We pray and ask, and we will receive when we wait patiently, when your timing comes. See, not everything is going to come with our time and our thoughts because your word says that your ways are higher than ours. That means you know best. You know what the time is that we need things. So when we wait patiently for you, believing and standing on your word, believing those things that you want us to have are coming, we can wait patiently and endure through any hardships because we know that you're for us, that you love us, that you want to bless us, that you want to take care of us. We're your children, Lord God. You want to show us how much you love and care about our lives. You designed us. You have plans and dreams and visions for our futures. So we know that you have a perfect plan and a perfect will for every part of our lives. When we trust in you and believe for all the things you already told us in your word that we can have, we call out those things, we pray about those things on a regular basis, and then stand on your promises until we see it happen, until we receive it. We just put our trust in you, knowing that you love us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that we can live in patience because it's your strength that helps us push through. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you were blessed by hearing a little bit about patience. I can't wait to continue this message with Patience Part 2 coming up soon. Until then, God bless you. Anointed, not chose, stuck in